Oh, hey. It's Andy Murphy, hostess of your Cosmic Mama podcast. And we're back. I mean, kind of. <laughs> we've never really gone anywhere, but uh, we've been in retreat. And in this episode today, well, you also get video for the first time. And we're going to be talking about living in the no thing that's where I have been. The death of ego, finding our way back to ourselves, my fucking breakup with the priestess, because that was absolutely necessary for me, the trauma that we've all been in, and the money shit, because the money trauma, big unraveling that's going on as well. Uh, we will be doing an activation at the end, so hey, hang out for that. Um, go on this journey with me, be gentle with me as you're gentle with yourself, because it's time. You wanna? Light a bowl, light a joint, light a candle, grab your favorite cup of something yummy, and allow yourself to move out of this reality into a different experience of you. And that reminds you not only who you are, but why. So you choose the goofiest fucking thing. Um, hey, hey, I get to do video podcast now. Uh, could have always done them, but now Spotify has officially approved. I'm like, oh, cool, yeah, let's. Uh, Let's have some time together, shall we? Um, and yet, somehow in this format, here with you today, um, I find myself even more self-conscious. Cool. Um, and self-conscious without any identity right now, too. So super fucking uh, not raw, but squirmy. Hey. So I've deleted three of these so far, where I've started talking and stopped. Uh, I want this to have some type of a stream of consciousness to it. But I really just want to be here with you. Say hi. Um, tell you a little bit of where I've been at. Uh, not because you fucking, you might care. But uh, I've had to get very clear with like, hey, what's my intention in even showing up here? And I think it's just to kind of go through um, the arc that I have been in. Because it may match up with you. And it may um, hopefully give you some perspective or some understanding or sync up in some way, because that is kind of what I'm built for. And I was reminded of that uh, yesterday with a client who's quite gifted in human design. Uh, gene key number 52. What the fuck? My purpose is stillness. What the fuck does that mean? Uh, I've been sitting in that today, but um, I'm here reporting to you from the no thing. And I want to share what that living in the no thing has been. <sighs> because uh, none of this human experience is necessarily easy right now. And very easy to get sucked into um, depression and overwhelm and freak out and rage and total fucking gaslighting. Hey, the last two years. Um, as I sat with it this week, well... Um, let me back up. I've been meditating since October. She Sahat asked that I sit in that place of meditation in order to bring through her 1111 transmission. And I've never meditated. Like I have been on this path of spirituality mm, pretty solidly since about 13 I was studying astrology. Um, five, I was saying I wanted to be a shaman. So uh, this path has always been here and meditation was always something where I was like, yeah, I don't do that. I don't get it. I was wrong. I was fucking wrong. Uh, meditation has been 
quite life-saving for me. And I don't say uh, that lightly. Life-saving. Because the initiations that I have uh, lived through, not only during a pandemic, but also to uh, breakups during that pandemic, also challenges um, in being a single mom, dealing with an ex-husband with radically different views than me, and parenting to the best of my ability, and, 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 fuck, I needed the no thing. Because there's no shortage of places that I'm required to show up. Um, and thank you. Let me also uh, celebrate being single in this. Oh my fuck. Um, yes, I recognize it has its own challenges, but geez. Um, I can't imagine being in partnership right now and trying to sort things out and grow alongside and hopefully keep something intact. So uh, <laughs> I take that piece of my sovereignty very happily. Very happily. Challenges are different. Uh, but as I begin that meditation, Shisahat brought me into the void and into the no thing. And those initiations in the no thing continued until the no thing became my reality, which is what January brought. Um, as things began unraveling, um, I remember in December, I uh, had some notes of wanting to sit here with you and connect and share. Because the thing that kept coming up, because um, there's endless judgment, um, certainly in here there is, hopefully uh, you have found a way for a greater peace, but I'm still working through it. The thing that came to mind was no one does me better. No one knows how to do me better than I do. And that was so freeing. Um, so I give that to you. No one does you better. There's not another you in the world. There's not other choices that you could be fucking making. No one knows how to do you. Um, and in the past two years, in that no one does me better. My reality is very different than yours, is very different from my family's, is very different than my friends. Um, and that... Fucking confusing. Truth is no longer truth. Truth is personal. Truth is subjective. Truth is ever-expanding. But to assume that my truth and your truth and their truth is the same? Uh-uh. Don't get to do that anymore. Um, so in that place of my uh, trying to do what was best for me and knowing that the feedback coming from others was out of love, um, the place that I got to, um, and I, and I had to like keep anchoring to like, mm, yeah, my journals had lots of like kind of anchor points. So no one does me better was one anchor point. The next anchor point was we're all doing our best given our understanding of reality. Cool. Everyone is doing their best. And I recognize that. Um, and yet, uh, thanks. Let's not get into the big, uh, macro of it. Everybody is doing their best with what they believe to be true. So endless compassion for that. And so any feedback that's coming to me that is um, either offensive or scary or completely out of fucking whack, I'm like, nope, nope. This reality is mine. Um, 
And as we came through the creator codes, did you do that? Oh, fuck. That was so good. Um, if you weren't able to join us for the creator codes, I think I'll be doing it again soon. Not through Saged, but for us, because those... <sighs> um, I've been blessed with radiantly bright spots. The creator codes was one of them. Uh, that January Cancer Full Moon. Oh, that was another. 2-2, two, two, another. So I've had these uh, peak experiences. I can certainly say that. Um, but you add those peak experiences to a uh, living no thing. It dissolves pretty quickly. <laughs> so I've got glimpses and I'm like, okay, and rest. In that no one does me better energy. And they're all doing their best given their understanding of reality. Um, I remembered one of my earliest professors. I went to a Catholic university. Catholic university in Austin run by a lesbian and the head of the theology department was a Buddhist. So let's just say like, yes, it could have been a Catholic university. It was an incredibly liberal Catholic university. St. Edward's um, blessed by my experiences there. Run by the Brothers of Holy Cross. Um, the Brothers of Holy Cross, my experience with them, good dudes. Uh, they drank a lot of beer. But it was of that St. Francis of Assisi energy. So something in that felt uh, familiar and warm and good to me. And this is not to excuse, I don't know uh, what those brothers or others have done, but uh, my experience with them was positive. And there was one brother who was teaching one of the freshman classes. And I don't remember what the class was. I don't remember what his name was. But I remember me at 17. And he got up there in the front of this class full of like fresh faces. And he's like, there's only one you in all the world and how very precious you are. And I had never heard a message like that. It shaped me then as it does now and I gift it to you in that same love of like no one in the world is like you. No one has your experiences, no one has your soul, no one has your history, no one has your family. So anyone telling you what to do, they can fuck the fuck to the fuckity fuck off. No one does you better. And we have to keep resetting to that place. Um, because the outside reality is um, at times very scary. And I've watched a lot of bitterness come into my heart last year that's not me oh my god that's not me I hear myself in conversations and I'm like wow um, and I can have compassion it's been a hard fucking go and I'm not a victim so I think I headed into January really excited to find me again to find my light, to let this hard shell dissolve a bit. Because coming through with the creator codes and that message of you create your reality, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, I had forgotten. <laughs> hey, there's some real life too, huh? I had forgotten, uh, forgotten that I create reality. 
Hmm. Um, and I'm going a little linear with this because, uh, did I say already that I've deleted several of these? Because I've deleted and I don't know what I've said anymore. Uh, beginning of January, I... <laughs> I canceled my ego. Um, and I don't say ego like it's something big and scary, but I uh, rescinded my title of priestess. For me, that was necessary. Because I have identified as priestess. I have identified as shaman. Those ego identifications, those titles, limit me. So I spent most of January cutting fucking cords, clearing the way, untying, revoking vows and contracts made from lifetime after lifetime. Um, and if you're on my Patreon, you saw that message come through. I didn't mean for it to be harsh in any way. It felt like proclamation and initiation into the no thing. Because any of those identities uh, that define us limit us or they become a filter through which others perceive and experience us and uh my own path as priestess in mostly every lifetime um and that's in a birth chart i have always done the work of the goddess i have always done what the goddess wants and then i kind of got to this place um and it's not a nihilistic it's not that deep it was just what the fuck goddess are we talking about and the promises that I made in other lifetimes out of duress or out of stress or out of circumstances then, the oaths that I had made, fuck you guys. Fuck anyone who is not here now. So I began this journey um, in January of clearing everything and only connecting to my highest self. Because now I have a meditative practice where I'm like, oh, cool. Um, so I spent... Huh, yeah, learning October, November. I spent December in the no thing, um, the ga, handing things over again and again and again to the no thing, to the void. Um, Samna M, like, oh, it's so good. It's so, it's so good and it's so freeing. Um, but then coming through that portal of a new year um, with a couple of really big challenges in my personal community and my life, I was done. Because as priestess, I whew, didn't always serve from true desire. I served out of obligation. I served out of um, sometimes I need to make money. I served because I thought I was supposed to, because I thought that was my contract to fucking do and be. And that depleted me. It exhausted me. It decimated me. So January, I was living in the no thing, no identity. Um, also with that, no income, no energy. Fuck me. Um, so we talk sometimes in the spiritual awakening communities about this ego death. Yep. And it wasn't a minor one. It was a fucking massive one. Um, and there were moments, as I said, that I was able to touch that saw, saw, the truest droplet of you. I could ride with her and we had a good time. Um, and yet the harshness of this reality didn't let up. 
So I want to credit <laughs> uh, a few voices that have really gotten me through. Uh, Always Remington Donovan because his fucking laser focus on new realities and love and cool. Um, he carries a positivity I've never known any other Scorpio to do for damn sure. But uh, those are the places that I need to be reminded of like, oh yeah, yeah, cool. Cool. Um, and the other one was William Henry. Do you know William Henry? Uh, Nashville, William Henry. If you Google him, I found some really cool jewelry. Uh, William Henry Brandt, not the one. Also not the, uh, I know, early American. I think he was American. Lit major over here. I should know better. But um, William Henry of Nashville, who teaches esoteric concepts, who teaches spirituality based on art, based on the visionaries, based on what uh, has been seen by the ones who see super fucking helpful. Um, so his webinar in January was called Eden Revisited. And that like, oh fuck, that was the bitch slap of, hey girl, what's up? And the phrase that I want to bring us into is how to be in this world, but not of it. Because that's what the fuck I've been sitting with. Um, and I think that probably came through in December as well for me. Uh, the message was, don't live in the world as it is, but live in the world as it should be. So these two ideas, uh, kind of the same idea, have really like shaken every fucking foundation of who I am. Because if I have been serving, um, and you know me, like I fucking love you. I love this work that we get to do. I love the way that I do show up whenever I really show up. Um, I love my life in so many ways. I'm so fucking blessed. <sighs> but what do I really want the world to be? Because I know that I'm a creator of the new world. I know that I'm a creator of my reality. I know that I am artist. <laughs> Hear that 14-year-old self? I'm a fucking artist. Um, if you've watched maybe some of the videos and meditations that I've done um, in recent times, like hopefully you've seen that where I'm like, ooh, this is fun. My desire has been to live a life of joy and live a life of fun. But the world outside of me didn't feel fun. So um, sidebar here, in living a reality that is different than most people that I know, um, in holding beliefs that are different than mass consciousness right now, whew, that's a hard fucking road too. Um, and only hard because all of reality feels gaslit in some ways. And anchoring into what I knew to be true required a great amount of effort. Uh, I listened to a lot of podcasts. I listened to a lot of... Whew, I was reading a lot of news. Um, and let's not say mainstream media news because that's not... <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was uh, paying attention to. I listened to a lot of Dark Horse Radio. Hey, Dr. Brett and Dr. Heather. Fuck me, they are good. Do you know them? Um, if you need to uh, tap into a reality that is completely reasonable and um, super fucking brilliant. So I was listening to a lot of alternative uh, places. And in those alternative places, there was a lot of anger. 
and not anger coming from them. Um, but it felt like anger in my body and it stirred up fear. So where at one point they had been anchors into like, cool, I know what is true. I know what I know to be true. I know how to make the choices that I need to make. And those felt at one point in time like pillars that I needed. I was also told in January to let all that go too. So what I've been calling them is soft paws. Um, and it's cute because you can see the paws in the paws, right? Um, soft paws on this reality was the language that came through, which is like, don't cling on. Uh, <laughs> sorry, my little geek brain will go there. Um, don't grab too tight to this reality because this reality is changing rapidly. Fucking fast, rapid. Um, but then also this soft pause, P-A-U-S-E. of Like, let's just fucking slow down, shall we? And then the energy so far of January and February has been that, like, I posted at one point in time, like, it's that fucking graviton, Gravitron, where it's thrown up against the fucking wall. There's nothing to do even if I wanted to do something. Um, so my process has been unraveling from reality. And what's the world that I want to live in? Damn. That's been the trick of things. Um, so the word creator comes in and I'm like, oh, yeah artist oh yeah still titles still limitations still identifiers so nope lit i want to be me some days i don't know what that is especially as one who is as watery as i am um i'm influenced by others which is both lovely and tricky um so the gene key piece that came in 52 stillness and I'm like ooh uh, and that was only yesterday so that uh, I'm just chewing on it and not chewing let's say I'm sucking on it <laughs> because for me there is no young energy at all right now nope nothing to do nothing to do um, on 2-2 two -two, uh, uh -huh, those energies of 2-2 two -two. can I tell you my little miracle that day I mean I had so many miracles that day uh, so my daughter has had COVID uh, this is her first time getting it, even though she's been exposed about three times. And then even we're like, well, what does having COVID even mean? I don't know. Um, she has tested positive for COVID. Um, I have tested negative for COVID, even though I've been with her. So we have been home here alone in quarantine for two weeks. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Any of you who have gone through that, you know. Um, but the first week of it, I was very sick um, and not like scary sick, but like no energy sick fuck sure and we had a snowstorm and it was one of those days when um as a single mom who's making all of the meals and trying to care for us both back to health um shoveling snow just felt like way too much um and it's a funnier story still that after 15 years of being in partnership when i left uh 2016 was me on my own for the first time since 23. Me in part, uh, me on my own, having to care for a yard and having to shovel snow. I was so fucking pissed. Oh my God, I was mad. And I do not have a massive place to shovel, but I had never had to do that before. So there was this initial resentment of it, of like, there should be a man here to do this for me. 
<laughs> cool. Hey, little brat. Yeah, yeah, that's me. Um, and I can remember one time just like crying outside, shoveling. And my neighbor across the street, uh, I don't know what he saw. And he's like, do you need some help? And I took a moment and he repeated himself. Do you need some help? And I'm like, I heard you. I have to figure out what my answer is. Um, because did I want to be rescued? For fuck sure I did. Did I want to be mad at the masculine who had let me down over and over? For fuck sure I did. But I also knew that I didn't really need to be rescued and I didn't really want to be rescued. So I told him no. Um, and it wasn't deeper than that. Um, like obviously my experience, he's just, you know, <laughs> my experience of it is mine. So this year, this last two weeks, on 2-2, made a snowstorm. And I don't mind shoveling anymore, actually. I've already shoveled this morning because we had a snow yesterday, too. It's cool. It's fine. I can put on some Duncan Trussell and fucking head out. and We're good. And it's done in about 10 minutes, if that. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> so I don't mind. Um, but on that time of my sickness, I didn't have the energy to do it. So, um, I was doing my meditations as I do in the morning. I journal and I meditate and I do a little bit of breath of fire before I do anything else. And I looked out my window and my sidewalk had been shoveled. I've been here since 2015. No one has ever shoveled for me before. It never happened. So I knew immediately what neighbor it was, and I'll just call him out, Mr. Morgan. Uh, Mr. Morgan, who I probably had four conversations with, because um, stoner who's in healing. Um, yeah, I'm not trying to uh, make friends with all of the neighbors. I don't have that energy. I have just been healing. Um, but we've had some good conversations, and he's been exceedingly kind. So that day, I knew that he had shoveled for me. And it being a 2-2 snow day, I was stoned and I was uh, doing some channeling. Some channeling with my own saw, because that's also the way right now. That's new. Cool. And I saw him come up my to my front door to shovel more detailed than he had with the machine. Um, and immediately, what did I do? I fucking laid flat and I hid. <laughs> <laughs> um, sick for days, super fucking stank ass because that's just how things go when you're sick. Um, and stoned on a snow day. I didn't want to see anybody. Um, and in that moment, like I had this vision of my highest self just kind of looking down. It's like, you you're what, huh? Um, and I popped up and I went to the door and I thanked him. And he's like, of course. And I started to cry and he's like, why are you crying? And I said, because I feel so loved. And he looked at me, he's like, well, I do love you. And I walked my stinky little ass out there and I gave him a great big hug. It was such a profound kindness for me. At a time that I really needed it. Um, so on that 2-2, all of the energy I had this vision of myself in the future. I had a vision of myself um, 
on the other side of this. And I'm not so uh, naive as to think that there's another side where everything is good. I don't believe that. I don't believe that there's a utopia. I don't believe that there is ever uh, a world where we... There's not a world here, let's just say that, that is not of polarity. We choose to be in a world of polarity, which means that we're going to learn from the ups and downs. And my experience in that too, too, was also like the sickness of... And I sent a message to a couple of girlfriends. I was like, "Wee!" That didn't really sound that good, did it? Wee! That was more like it. Wee! Where I could just like realize, even in the sickness, even in this like other round of initiation of death. Oh, this is fun too. Don't think just the good things are fun because if I can just like surrender to this sickness that's moving its way through my body, that's pretty fucking fun too. And on that tutu, wow, I created. I pulled two cards that day, uh, probably more, but the two cards that were of significance, one was, uh, this is from the Isis deck, Solar Child Reborn. And I was like, oh, hey, there we are. There we fucking are. Because I can feel um, this new me emerging who is uh, more aligned with purpose and who does work from fun and play and joy and not from obligation and scarcity and lack. That's an old fucking story. So, uh, Solar Child Reborn, I'm like, fuck yeah. And then, you know how sometimes a card gets stuck under it? A card was stuck under it. You know what the fucking card was? Enter the Chamber of Healing. <laughs> so I uh, pulled it away. And I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, not time yet. I might be real tired of sitting in my own muck. Not time to move it yet. Not time to show up in the sun, but getting glimpses of it. Um, Cause on both that day and on, I think it was the January 17th, wasn't it? We did a activation over with uh, Saged. Felt like golden champagne light flowing through me. That was good. Um, I've had another experience, I think just in this last week, two, seven, isn't it funny how these numbers live in my head, but that's kind of what I'm in right now too. Hmm. I have glimpses of what's ahead and it's not time yet. So in the discomfort is where we grow. And if there's nothing to do, then there's nothing to do. Um, and I have been working, uh, work I'm coming back to work is on me. Service is what I do when I show up and I'm with you. Um, the work is hard. Service doesn't have to be. Fuck all that. I want to show up from joy. I want to, um, hmm. I want to walk my talk more. And I think that has been an interesting ask. And not necessarily a challenge, but um, what I was doing so much in 2020 was preserving my sanity. And I was teaching prolifically um, because I have these beautiful fucking mystery school teachings that are so good. And I hadn't gotten to live in them, so I lived in the mystery, right? Um, and living in the mystery is different from living in the no thing. 
the mystery is the path through the no thing. That's what I just heard. Cool. Chew on that. Huh. That's fun. Um, that mystery is just a thread. So in 2020, uh, in order to be of service, I pushed myself. Um, and stepping back even further from that, if I go back all the way to 2010, I've been hustling since 2010 to do what I do. Because my love, you know, there's no fucking role model for how to have a successful spiritual business, right? Even the words are contradictory. Spiritual business? Like, what the fuck is that? That, uh, that doesn't really coexist. Um, so I think I've also been frustrated. Uh, let me not, I know, excuse me, as I sort this out for myself. I don't want to say I'm frustrated. That feels petty. The hustle that I have invested for now 12, well, let's not even say 12 years, for a decade into the success of being me, of sharing my light, of sharing my joy, of learning in the process, of showing up even when it's uncomfortable. <sighs> Fuck me. There are other people who make it look a lot easier. There are other people who appear to be much more successful financially. So in this last bit of time too, I'm having to go back to my money traumas and my money wounds. Um, and I recognize, hey, you know what? They might be of me, but they are not mine. That is ancestral. That is fucking societal. That is older and bigger. That's not just me fucking something up. The word that I worked with uh, this week was, I'm addicted to the money trauma. Gross. And Somna M. It can be true and it can be kind of gross. It's the nature of cause, the nature of karma, it's the nature of stickiness, it's the nature of duality. <laughs> so when I have hustled for a decade plus and it hasn't met my financial needs in uh and thank you i don't say that fuck it's uncomfortable to talk about excuse me when i have put out what i thought was my very best and my financial needs of overhead of being a single mom aren't met There it is, huh? I've given what I thought was my best. And my needs haven't been met. Cool. Somna am. Um, and my story may not be different than yours, but what I am acutely aware of right now is hustle is not the way. Um, so I have no yang energy in me right now. I can't force anything, which brings up shame. Because here, hey, for those of you who are on Patreon, motherfucker, like I haven't even done anything there. I have no energy and I know that I cannot like force anything right now. I have to just like keep letting go, soft pause, let go, unravel all of this so that I can show up in joy, 
so that I do show up as me, so that I don't carry resentment into the sacred service that I'm blessed to do. Oh, we. Oh, these new realities, huh? The sacred ask of me and of you is to participate in the world as it should be, not as it is. So I've had to continually let go of participating in the world as it is. Pretty fucking isolating in that way, too. Um, and I'm blessed. God, I'm blessed. I have really solid friends. I have a family who loves me infinitely. Or love some version of me <laughs> that is as close to me as they can get. I have this place with you. Which brings me great joy. Because this is purpose too. And so I've gotten to sit in this place. And this is what my work on Tutu was. Of like, hey, what are the places of purpose that I'm like, ooh, yes. Uh, I'm waiting for more of the ooh, yes, before I come out of my cocoon phase. Um, in that William Henry webinar that I did, he reminded us, this world is not real, only the divine is real. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, and I was so frustrated because I felt like I had forgotten that. This world is not real. This world is the simulation for divinity to play with itself. <laughs> for the humans to evolve. Oh, fuck. And I've known, I've always known that I am not of this world. That I was not... I didn't start here. You didn't start here. We're here to show them the way. Um, and that sounds egoic. I don't mean for it to. We're here to be way showers. We're here to find the way for self. That's really it. Um, and I think that's the beauty that I'm also in right now. It's like, I'm finding the way for me. Which has been contrary to um, every other action that I've taken for the last decade. I worked uh, with a psychic who was uh, quite literally pimping me out. Because sometimes you'll get into those situations too where you think somebody else is going to bring you success or bring you to the next level. She didn't. She profited off of me. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. That happens. Success. Hustle. Hmm. Um, in my human design, I am uh, a 3-5 projector. So I was playing with that 3-5 thing today. Which... Um, my path is to always make mistakes and to have lots of fucking patience because I will find my way. Oh, that's what I was saying about her. <laughs> uh, don't need to call her out. She knows who she is. Um, I learned some things from her, certainly. Um, but one of the things that she did that I was always really bothered by was her, the codependence that she bred with her clients in order to be successful. She would have clients who were coming into it three times a week. She would have clients who want to make decisions without consulting with her. Not my model. Um, but she really treated 
our profession as a service industry. Huh. Um, so she was training me that whenever a client needs you, you show up. Like, wherever they are, they, they are the priority. This is service industry. That didn't work for me either. So I think as I um, sit in my 3-5 today, I've tried everybody else's fucking way. And it doesn't work for me. So I get to find mine. And in order to find mine, um, I must <laughs> have an extended stay in the no thing. I don't know. And then I don't know is uh, awfully freeing at times. There must be nothing to do. The biggest trick in um, this no thing initiation has been having not only patience on it, but not judging it. Not apologizing for it, uh, which is probably why I'm here now with you so that you can see me and I don't need to apologize for not continuing the hustle or continuing to show up because I think I should because no one does me better and the gentleness that I keep getting to come back to on that over and over it's beautiful and it's sweet um, there's another big piece of this that um, I don't think we're going to do today think I want to save that for another time but it's this idea of the iconoclast and I'm going to leave you with this which is that invitation to participate in the world as it should be it's what we were put here for we were put here to find the ways of divinity on earth uh, my friend Marilyn has been uh, quite the champion of this idea heaven on earth I hope that when she's ready, we'll come and have a juicy-ass podcast for you about it. Because it's what we're creating. It was what William Henry's teaching was, too. Even restored. Cool. And in order to do that, every other version of reality has to dissolve. Psalm, not M. And it is. Um, so... Uh, I need a new website. I don't know if you've noticed, but like, how the fuck in this place of like growth am I supposed to keep up with a website? Um, if anybody really is uh, thrilled about websites and wants to put, uh, wants to help me put one together, reach out. Um, this from a woman who's been designing websites since 99. Like, I know how. I have fucking done it. I have no energy to do it right now. Morgan Garza did andymurphy.com for me. What a blessing that is, but I can't even like keep up. Thanks. So as I'm playing in this place of, um, yeah, I probably need a new website. I should probably like update at least so people know uh, where to find me whenever you are finding me. Um, I'm in the now. I'm not always in your now. I'm in my now. Uh, but I'm like, why the fuck would I even build a website when Web 3.0 is here, right? Like, how do I get on that 
party train. Uh, and let me just share here too. Crypto has been my focus. Outside of my self-healing in January and February, crypto has been my focus. Um, I have been uh, a little baby player since 2017. Um, and I really want to move into new ways of reality. That's what excites me about crypto. New ways of financial freedom and independence and sovereignty and all of this juicy stuff. It's exciting. Um, and fucking overwhelming because uh, I was treating it as my job for uh, several weeks and my brain could only take in so much information. So uh, consistently showing up to that crypto space every day. We've got a big event here in Denver that I'm pretty excited about next week. Um, and I don't know shit. And I don't know that I want to know shit. I don't want to, uh, yeah. I have, to, I have to be careful with that uh, money trauma that I don't just put it somewhere else. So I have, uh, thank you. I know that one of my roles is to keep at least one of those new uh, blockchain. Hey, hey, uh, blockchains are just energetic grids, right? Uh, new ways of reality. Cool, new Akashic fields. Um, so I'm in charge of keeping one of them pretty clear and that's been part of my work too. So I've been kind of doing this, uh, you know, spiritual work on one of the blockchain. Yay. Um, that's fucking amazing. Hmm. Do I remember how I got there? I don't know. Um, I think I want to talk about the sovereignty piece though too, because, uh, crypto, new reality, new world. I know that I'm here for the new world. You're here for the new world. How the fuck do we do that? I don't know. Um, but we don't do it by participating in an old world. We don't do it by, um, we can't create businesses. We can't create ideas. We can't create in a dying world, which puts us back in limbo, which is the no thing, which is where I find myself most of the time these days. Um, thanks. There was another piece that was coming in sovereignty. Oh, fuck that sovereignty word, huh? Um, I think all of last year for me was sorting out sovereignty. We did the temple teachings, which I think are really solid offerings. Uh, anybody ever at Patreon, those are three uh, standalone classes that you can do anytime. I think they're really good. But as priestess, I was not my sovereignty. Oh shit. I was beholden to these people and contracts and things and ideas um, from so many past lives so many beings who are not embodied right now who are not even fucking incarnated right now and i'm like why do i owe you shit um sovereignty from concept to principle and from principle to action it's a hefty ask um, and then if you get into like the true sovereignty movement, wow, well, there's a whole nother thing that's going on there that feels really uncomfy. So let's just talk about, uh, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of discomfort. Cool. That discomfort is your growth edge. That discomfort is where you gain power. The discomfort, um, for me is what I always resist. I always resist the discomfort. I always seek comfort. That's not the way. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, so I want you to participate in the world as it should be. 
pretty please. Because there are more and more of us who are. Um, and it's interesting because we have like the waking up, right? Um, the waking up is one phase of this. Um, and then as you've done the work of waking up and unraveling and healing and shadow work, now there's this other ask. Oh, goodness me. So there's a lot of you who are awake, which is fucking rad. And then there's the, and now what? Um, and isn't it funny? Because the first thing we're like, well, we need a spiritual business. I don't know. Do you? Do you? Uh, because even business is changing. The ways that we make money is changing. The ways that money exists is changing. Cool. Huh. Where do we line up for that? What I do know is um, we need the artists and we need the healers. And at this point, as to what I can see coming ahead, like those are the really the only things that we need. There's going to be a lot of people who are traumatized, uh, self-included, you included, possibly, likely. Um, we're going to need the healers who can help people through the trauma. And we need the visionaries who can envision whole new worlds. And all of that requires a lot of fucking bravery. Um, because we have to step outside of the norm. We have to step outside of what we've been told to do. We have to step outside of, oh, did you hear this from uh, De Stefano, Matthias De Stefano on um, Aubrey Marcus's podcast? Oh my gosh, it was so good. And he's like, morality is regional. Damn. So in order for us to be the artists and in order for us to be true to ourselves and in order for us to uh, be healers first to ourselves and then possibly to others, we have to step outside of society and morality. Huh. Um, as my daughter has been sick with COVID, I have really sought to do the right thing. Who the fuck knows what the right thing is? Nobody knows what the right thing is. Let me just say that. Nobody but me knows what the right thing is for my daughter. Um, her dad, yes, uh, <laughs> drastically different views. So a mother with intuition, um, I win motherfucker. <laughs> I win. <laughs> um, trying to do the right thing though, has been deeply challenging because everybody's got their ideas of what the right thing is. Everybody, um, that loves me only wants to support me, but it's not supportive or helpful or right for me that has been a weird one do we send her back to school if she's still testing positive like does that test even mean anything i don't understand i don't know um i don't want to infect other people if she really is sick because like that doesn't feel like the right thing to do um oh so can i tell you the miracle of all of this the miracle of miracles of all of this so she's been out of school for two weeks um the right thing. It's been a very sweet reset. Um, I have found domestic bliss for sure in cooking and in puzzles and in shoveling snow and in lots of stillness. As mother, a single mother, I often needed time away from her to do my deep spiritual work. I haven't had time away from her and I've done my deep spiritual work. So that's been a huge blessing that's come out of this is she can be here and I can be me. Cool. And there's a version of me that uh, really can go into domestic bliss pretty easily. 
Um, I've tracked my perfect days and I'm like, oh, that's surprising. I need a little bit of movement. I need a lot of spirit. I need some quiet time. I need um, some domestic time. I need cuddles with kitties and cuddles with, uh, never with her. She doesn't like that. (laughs) The right thing. The perfection of giving her this time to reset because she's had a very hard time over the last two years as well. Um, Teenager who started high school and all of this. She goes back to school on Monday, February 14th. And guess what? Masks are no longer required at her school. Fuck yeah. Fuck to the fuck, fuck yeah. Oh my God. She gets to go back into like a world where she sees faces again. She has not done high school without a mask. Um, And regardless of what your beliefs are in masks, all that I'm saying is like, this feels like a victory that she can see people's lips. And I'm like, ooh, you gonna go with the big lipstick that first day? She's not that one, I'm that one. Hey, thanks, I don't often leave this world without a lipstick and a mascara, thanks. <laughs> Necessities for this uh, sweet little being. Um, she gets to go back into a new reality, so the reset and me taking her out of it, uh, the world shifted into a way that feels new and different and free. Um, also at her school here in Denver, um, she no longer has to be vaxxed in order to participate in after school activities. Oh my God. Uh, so I, our soft pause, a time in the no thing, the world reset itself in a way that feels freer, different. Uh, she may totally choose to wear a mask, which I have no problem with. Um, because I think even as a teenager for her, it's provided her some anonymity and some protection. It feels safer with a mask. It's a way of like hiding. Um, cause I can't imagine as a sensitive being, uh, she goes to a high school of 22,000 kids. Um, that was her choice of a school. That was exactly what she wanted after having, uh, nine years, kindergarten through eighth grade in a Waldorf based environment. She's like, no, no, no. I want like, I want the cheerleaders and I want the jocks and I want the fucking big theater department. That's what she's got. Um, but I cannot imagine being around 2000 people every day. So she wants to wear a fucking mask because that provides some level of safety and protection cool, babe, do that. Um, but I've been teasing her a little bit. I'm like, you're going to wear a mask or you're not going to wear a mask. She's like, well, we'll see what other people are doing. And I'm like, oh, so it becomes a, <laughs> it becomes the popular thing to do. Um, and I'm like, Ooh, what will the popular thing be? Um, I have a hope, but I don't know. Cause we all need protection right now in exactly the way that feels right for us. And I have no Ability, no desire to judge anybody else who's doing what's right for them. Because it's fucking hard. Have I said that enough today? Gosh. Um, I hope there was something that came through here that was exactly what you needed to hear. Hmm. You want to do a little activation here? There's been one that I've been wanting to uh, share with you. Lao no kuku. Um, So let's go into this activation time, and I'm just going to ask you uh, not to be driving while you're listening, please. (laughs) 
Moving into this activation. Um, and if you hear me go quiet, it's uh, intended. all aspects of you permission to move into the no thing. And one of the ways that I have been working with getting to the no thing, because there's a door, there's a path, is unplugging from everything that requires you to be anything. Sometimes I'll see it like a switchboard. Other times it's like octopus arms. Um, so anything where I'm like, oh, I wonder, uh, stop thinking about other people. So allow this opportunity for you to retract all your energy back to you. of this rattle is intended to clear. Melchizedek calls the heart cave. The zero point or the stillness there. You might physically see it viscerally experience it.
I want you to find the place that allows your body to rest. by something bigger than just you. on your heart. And I want you to give yourself permission just to rest in the stillness of the heart. you desire. If anything pulls at your attention, just let it go. resists, just give it permission to express itself like a whisper and move through, and you recommit to the no thing. feel the expansiveness
not a pinprick of energy. how it soothes you. permission to stay here as long as you need, to revisit as often as you desire, to remember what is true and real for you. When we call it the zero point, it's also the reset. where everything dissolves. It's the alpha and the omega. It's the black hole and the white hole. And yes, it's a place of respite. But it's also a passageway. Thanks for being on this journey with you. Thanks for letting me be a voice on this journey. Take what you need and let go of the rest. I'm going to stay in the no thing for a bit longer. 
Um, I can feel some things brewing that I am awfully excited about because that's the only way we'll do it going forward. What I'm excited about. And I'll look forward to sharing those with you when it's ready. That's the very best I can. Uh, I don't even want to commit to it, but that, like, I'll show up. Hmm. I love you. See you soon. I love sharing this part with you as much as I do every other. Because I love sharing with you. Because as a projector, it's one of the ways that I experience. By doing it with you, through you, reflects back to me. Oh, okay, there we go. Um, the watery being that I am, I always have to be cognizant of what am I reflecting. Yeah, like that? Jesus Christ. <laughs> ah. I commit to the no thing. I commit to nothing. I commit to my joy. I commit to my yes. And showing up there again and again and again and again. And in between the yeses, I'll be doing the work of me. So I hope you got exactly what you needed today. And I thank you for being here in every way. You can always join us over at Patreon. I think that's going to be changing quite a bit as well. I want uh, I know, Web 3.0. I'm playing with it all. Um, if we've got anybody who's geeking out on that, uh, hit me up. Let's talk. Web design, let's talk. Um, I've got visions that are coming through that I haven't been allowed to talk about yet because uh, everything's still growing. The first thing that comes up from the void is vibration. I'm still in the void. I can see the vibration. I can see what's ahead. I'm pretty fucking excited to experience it all with and through you. I love you so much and I'll see you soon.